Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I've got a great interview with Dr. Sean Thistle of RRS Education. Uh, one of the things that I'm really uh, making sure that my audience understands is that the clinical aspect of being a chiropractor is really the bedrock, the foundation, the table stakes of, of having a great practice. And so, uh, you know, having great marketing and business on top of that just makes for a, a wonderful practice and, and life. And so that's why I feel like having those conversations is so important. I think sometimes we've been uh, timid about talking about great marketing or great business because we felt like uh, maybe too many other people in the profession were using that to cover a bad clinical. So I want to make sure that we understand that's not the case here at the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. And that's why I've been having uh, really good clinical-minded doctors on. And we even talk about that on a marketing and business podcast because it goes hand in hand. And, and this conversation I had with Dr. Thistle is great, and we talk a lot about the research, but how to integrate the research, not, in, not only into your clinical outcomes, but also into your communication with patients, your communication in your videos you shoot, the blogs you do, being able to take research, uh, uncomplicate it for the lay person, but be able to back up what you're um, educating them on, so it's not just... Um, made-up information, but really utilizing that. And we also talk about certain things that might solve your concern about creating content and being worried that you're not as accurate as you should be on what you're talking about. And and Dr. Thistle has a great service, RRS Education. I, I did sign up for this in my practice, and we're going to use this as a, a great um, educational foundation as we move forward. And one of the cool things that I wanted to mention, he gives you a discount uh, code in this uh, episode and I have in the show notes, but something that we talked about after we had already stopped recording that I wanted to make sure we make make uh, mention of is that he's already in five years, he's got a $250 credit. If you have, um, if you're practicing for less than five years, you can get a $250 credit towards his subscription. And they've already, in the short amount of time they've been offering that, given $140,000 in vouchers uh, to chiropractors. So if you're listening to this and you are less than five years experienced as a licensed chiropractor, you will get a $250 credit. And also in the uh, show, we discuss a, uh, a coupon discount code. And so um, take them up on it, it's great information. Uh, I think one of the things that I've realized with getting to know Dr. Thistle is that um, he may not be a marketer, but he his his company does such a great job with their website and with their content, how they deliver it, and all that. It's and we talk about it in the show. It's kind of like a form of um, invisible marketing in a sense because it's content, and that's what I want your practices to be like, right? I don't want your patients to feel like they're being marketed to. But at the same time, you're getting a lot of awareness and education out there. And I, and I think RRS education is doing a great job of that for our profession and some of the other types of professions in healthcare. So here's my interview with Dr. Sean Thistle. I enjoyed it. 
and uh, I hope you enjoy it as well and, and really start to look at how you can integrate research into your practice. All right, welcome to the show, Sean. I really appreciate your time and you coming on to our episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Um, I, I've had the pleasure of chatting with you in the past. I, I love what you've got going on. And before we dive into how to really blend research into your clinical skill set and marketing, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, both personally and professionally, and we'll go from there. All right, thanks, Kevin. It's nice to be on your show. And uh, I think you're doing a great job with with this podcast and we met for the first time in person, I think at Parker Vegas uh, in February, if I don't, if I'm remembering correctly. It it was, and it seems like it was a world ago, right? Cause we actually got to, we got to meet in person at a, at a location. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's, it's uh, you know, that feels like years ago at this point. But but yeah. So for those that aren't familiar with what I'm I'm up to, I live uh, in a little, comfortably small town about a 40 minute drive north of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And uh, during a pandemic, it's definitely nice to be in a small town. And um, I'm the owner and CEO of RS Education. So I was in clinical practice for about 15 years uh, in a busy uh, multidisciplinary practice in downtown Toronto. And so had a wide range of um, clientele from, from soccer moms to, to entrepreneurs to professional athletes. So I had a really sort of broad practice experience. And uh, while I was in practice, I started doing um, sort of knowledge transfer um, products and, and things for our profession. So the first thing we started with was weekly research reviews where we take a research paper and help those in practice distill it into something useful that they can use with their patients or in their clinic messaging or marketing and that sort of thing. And we've expanded over the years to offer online courses and the COVID shutdown has sort of forced me into doing our new format, which is an e-seminar, which are professionally produced video-based courses that are meant to replace, at least for the time being, the in-person seminars that we do too. So I'm in the continuing education and teaching space in our profession now. Uh, I left my practice in 2016, uh, but I still see some patients at my house. They come up from the big city to visit me or in non-COVID times, I go down to the city and do some house calls for my regulars or, uh, and see some people that I've got to know over the years and do some consulting that way as well. And I teach at CMCC in Toronto uh, as a part-time faculty member. And the last thing I do professionally, because I need something else to work on, is (laughs) I do uh, medical legal consulting for chiropractic malpractice cases in Canada. So I do expert reporting in that sense, which I really enjoy because it, uh, first of all, it pays nicely. And uh, second of all, it gives you a really different viewpoint from our profession. So, So that's what I'm up to. Yeah, you know, you're, you're retired from, say, practice, but you're definitely not retired. You're working hard, and I, and I, and I love it. And, you know, I, I like having a wide array of guests on the podcast. You know, obviously, it's, it's a named a marketing podcast. We do a lot of business and stuff, but I really try to highlight clinical-minded chiropractors that are also doing a lot of good things um, to grow, you know, their practice, their business, or the profession. And obviously, you know, you've made that transition from, uh, you know, clinical practice, you do it a little bit, but into really helping a profession. And, and I, I, I really respect that for you. And so it's cool to see you make that transition so effectively. Yeah, thanks. And, and you know, the, 
what I enjoy the most has been kind of squashed by the, the pandemic in a way. Like I, I speak at conferences like Parker and national association meetings and that sort of thing. And I really enjoy speaking in front of a crowd and, and teaching and engaging in that sense. And, um, you know, I think my career is a good, a good lens into how our profession is evolving. Like practice isn't the only option anymore. And if you can bring value in different areas and you're, you're a good example of that too, you, you can, sort of diversify your offerings and, uh, you know, vary your day to day a little bit. And I really enjoy that part too. I like all the different things that I do. It's a good mix. Yeah. I love my schedule right now. I'm on Monday, Thursday, clinical, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm really kind of creating do some coaching calls, but definitely trying to create content. And then Friday, some coaching calls, I usually call it a half day and, and go from there, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's variety. It's, you know, but like you, I practice, I've been practicing for 15 years or so. And, uh, I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it. So it didn't mm -hmm. happen. It didn't happen overnight. Uh, one of the things I wanted to, to touch on, and we had some good pre recording chat, but we didn't mention this actually the first time I ever, uh, heard of you and, and saw what you were doing was a video you did that, that essentially went viral. Um, I forget the, <laughs> I forget the topic of it. What was that topic? So that was a, that was a, a physiotherapy interview that I did with a company and I'm, Oh, I'm going to blank on the name of, um, it was a digital media company that was being uh, run by two young physiotherapists mm -hmm. and they did an interview with me. And the, the idea was to just talk about from a research perspective, some, some myths mm -hmm. in chiropractic and sort of come at it from an evidence-based perspective. And, that video uh, was um, taken up by the the web page or not the web page the Facebook group. Uh, Trust me, I'm a physiotherapist that you're probably familiar with. They have mm -hmm. like four or five hundred thousand followers, probably more now. And that thing just went nuts. It yeah. was, you know, my my friends and colleagues that I know well refer to it as the sweater video. I guess because I was wearing <laughs> a shirt and a zippy zippy sweater or something sitting in my living room in my townhouse and. <laughs> You know, it wasn't really meant to be controversial. We were just, I, I thought the interviewers weren't, you know, they certainly didn't mean it to be a, a horribly controversial thing, but man, that got some uh, very much mostly positive reaction yeah. from our profession, but also I was getting some threatening things. And, you know, you, when you try and shake up our profession a little bit, particularly when you do it with evidence and you, and you, start to chip away at some long held beliefs, it, people get uncomfortable and it's not meant to be an attack. It's meant to be a discussion. So yeah, that was, mm -hmm. that was probably the first time a lot of people had heard of me. Yeah. You know, well, it, that checked off a couple boxes of uh, the content marketing Institute. They kind of have a series of six things that really make your content marketing very effective. And, and two of them are um, having a point of view. Uh, and that definitely, that video had a point of view. And then, mm -hmm. Uh, being best of breed in your in your content and that kind of lends itself uh, that video alone was really great content and it was um, just really good thinking and so uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to commend you on that and then uh, I want to transition with that thought of like best of breed in your content mm -hmm. and one of the things that I see uh, from chiropractors that I talk to a concern they have about shooting a video, writing a blog, making a social media post is that, um, is someone going to pick it apart or what they, is what they're saying actually efficacious? Um, mm -hmm. are, are they, um, correct in what they're saying? Are they going to mess up things of that nature? So they have this concern. One of the things I tell them is like, look, 
you know, your content, if you're a chiropractor practicing in the community, your audience is the lay person. So don't worry about people picking it apart so much versus like, you know, for you, your content is being evaluated by the experts. And so it's a little mm -hmm. trickier, but um, what I wanted to ask you, because with your, with your service, with RRS education, just it, it, the website's amazing first off. So you, you. you probably don't consider yourself a marketing person, but you definitely, uh, either you or someone that's helping you out really gets it. Um, mm -hmm. and it's easy to consume information and you're really about research and you're about getting that chiropractor in that chiropractor's clinic, um, evidence-based and really knowing what it's like. So can you speak to that a little bit about mm -hmm. how your services uh, or how research can be really beneficial for the chiropractor, not only to help their clinical results and understanding of conditions, but in their communication to their community through different vehicles. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, I think there's a lot to unpack there, but yep. first and foremost, I've never considered myself a marketer. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why your podcasting content is so relevant these days is because most chiropractors don't. I don't think we come to it honestly um, from a sort of salesmanship perspective. And the, the good thing is that the vast majority of our profession wants to approach this from a, from a wholesome evidence-based patient-centered perspective and make sure that their content is, is not um, being viewed in a, in a bad way, or of course that it's driving some results for their practice. And you know, when it comes to evidence, the other thing you touched on that I think is really pertinent to when people are deciding, do I shoot a video, do I write a blog or whatever, is you have to consider who your audience is. So for example, I am equally comfortable speaking in front of a room full of practicing chiropractors as I am speaking in a room full of lay people, as I am speaking at a scientific conference in front of, in front of a bunch of PhDs and educators, and I've done all of those things. And as a practicing chiropractor, as you accurately pointed out, content from a social media perspective to drive business to your office or new patients is meant for, for the lay person. And by and large, you're not going to be speaking to a big group of PhDs who are going to pick apart the scientific nature of your content. But I also don't think the content needs to be overly scientific if you are talking to the lay public. It has to be done in simple language that people can understand that has a good base of evidence behind it. And the challenge there is, as you know, is to make our colleagues comfortable with what the evidence says so that they can then turn around and translate that into something meaningful from a content perspective for their practice. So, you know, part of the, the, the deficiency, if I, I don't know if deficiency is the right word, but one of the big challenges we have as a healthcare profession in 2020 is how do we get the gobs of research information that are coming out now into meaningful bits of information that you can take as a practicing chiropractor and apply appropriately with your patients or your marketing, for example. And that's where I see my service fitting in. And there are other ways to do it. But I, th I think what I've seen over the course of, of my career is that chiropractors have a bit of a strange relationship with research. It's kind of a fair weather thing. So if research comes out and uh, supports uh, an existing bias that we might have as a group or as an individual practitioner, 
or is, is a, a positive result for chiropractic, everyone's jumping up and down and want to tell everyone about it and do a social post and write a blog and tell the MD down the street and so on and so forth. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think one of the things that gets lost sometimes is that as a profession, we should have an overarching view of the whole landscape of evidence and which direction things are going and how we can integrate that into our communication and our marketing strategies, all the way down to how we talk to an individual patient in our office on Monday morning. And I think there has to be a mechanism there to help busy clinicians, you know, get those tidbits along the way. And I think that's where our research reviews are helpful and I'm, you know, full bias exposed there. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I think as a practicing clinician, you have to have some sort of mechanism or a routine where you are, are able to access some of this information that isn't necessarily a research paper itself. So just to tell you a story, when I speak at my own seminars through my company, <clears throat> We'll be in uh, a city in like Calgary, Alberta or wherever. And these are granted self-selected customers of my company. So they're interested in evidence in the first place. So there's a hundred people in the room or whatever. And I ask them honestly at some point during the day, I say, come on guys, honest answers here, no judgment. It's a, it's a safe space. How many of you read a full research paper once a week? And there might be two people in that room, put mm -hmm. their hand up. And I say, okay, how many of you read a couple of abstracts a week? And a few more hands go up. And then I say to, to, to them, be honest with me, how many of you read zero research papers in a month? And the whole room's hand go up. Yep. So I think, you know, we can't expect our profession to be comfortable as a group talking about evidence on video posts for social media, unless we upskill ourselves in how we integrate evidence into our daily, weekly, monthly habits. Mm -hmm. It's part of being a professional. You know, cardiologists have to keep up on the literature just like we do. And the problem and the challenge with knowledge transfer is not unique to chiropractic. So, you know, I, I just identified a problem when I was, you know, early on in my career and had an interest and I think a talent for it. Uh, just like most people have a talent for being in practice and you just have to sort of make it work for, for what you do. So for the average person wanting to make some content, you know, even if your audience is the lay person, I think you still have to be very cognizant of the accuracy and the scientific um, veracity of what you're saying. And, and I think, you know, don't fear judgment, but also the internet, as we said before we started recording, will pick off fakers, mm -hmm. right? Oh, and, for sure. You know, these days, as you know, Kevin, you also have to be aware that it's not just going to be the public watching your videos. If you're a chiropractor, your colleagues are going to be watching too. your regulatory bodies, you, you know, whatever. So mm -hmm. the, the Internet's a wide open place full of judgment from all angles. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. And I think part of the challenge that you help people with and you talk about it on your podcast a lot is like getting over the hump or the fear of doing it in the first place. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor, Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years and we've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it and she does a great job. If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you. There's just no way around it. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, 
Propel Marketing Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. Look, you've heard me talk about ChiroUp before, and I'll talk about them again. For those of you that aren't familiar with ChiroUp or haven't checked them out, what they are doing is amazing. I just love their clinical expertise and how they really help the chiropractor and help the chiropractor help their patient base. Right? ChiroUp is an online platform designed by two chiropractors, Dr. Tim Bertelsman and Dr. Brandon Steele. They have nailed down the three things that chiropractors want and then created the resources to accomplish these goals all in one online system. Look, if you want to save more time, treat more conditions confidently, and grow your practice, then you need to try ChiroUp. Their subscribers love ChiroUp because the resources are practice game changers. I love them because I feel like we don't know how to create content sometimes and we struggle with ideas or feeling confident in what we're talking about and ChiroUp really helps solve that for you. And you will love them because of their commitment to work with you and your unique practice goals. Seriously, go to their website, check out their plans and see what they're all about. First time subscribers can get 15% off their monthly subscription with the code CHRISTY15. That's CHRISTY15 for 15% off your monthly subscription. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, something Strategic Coach talks about is the four C's. Uh, and mm-hmm. basically it's, uh, you know, start with commitment and then, you know, you have to have the courage to really take the next step. Then you end up with the capability and then you do it long enough, you've got confidence in it. So that's how that circle happens, but you really have to have the courage to do it. No one, you know, you, me, or anybody else that's doing a lot, uh, didn't do it overnight. And it took a lot of uh, getting over some, some fears. So, you know, you hit on a a lot of things there. And and part of what I've tried to do with this, uh, you know, modern chiropractic marketing group, whether it's the Facebook group, the, the podcast, the book, things like that is develop collaborations with the clinically mindset, you know, mindset of uh, certain groups, like whether it's MPI or obviously you, uh, mm-hmm. FT, FTCA, Cairo, there's, there's a lot of, of great organizations doing a phenomenal job from the clinical side. And one of the things when I set out four years ago to, to do this was I did not want chiropractors trying to cover up crap care with (laughs) great marketing because obviously I don't believe in that. I was a clinician first and still am, but I really wanted chiropractors to have the bedrock and then start to realize that you do need to have some form of, of marketing happening um, to get it out there. There's a lot of competition and and unfortunately Mm -hmm. it's not just the, uh, chiropractors in your town it's also the physical therapist it's the orthopedist the primary care the massage therapist the fitness trainer like people have a lot of options to to deal with their pain and how can we uh, one separate ourselves in the community and then two and this is where a lot of understanding the research comes in play and how to get that Mm -hmm. information out is how do you separate yourselves from those other chiropractors that aren't doing what we would uh, really like for them to be doing because unfortunately the, the 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 really the 
sometimes a discouraging part about it is, is those chiropractors tend to be very good at marketing because they have to be right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's a challenge that we definitely face. And, and I think if you can get clear on the evidence, get clear on the clinical uh, aspect of things, be a good provider, and then layer on uh, good communication through different mediums, uh, you'll really have a great practice. Yeah. To, to your point, Kevin, the mm -hmm. thing that's always confused me a bit about the, the chiropractic landscape, so to speak, and let me, let me first clarify that the vast majority of our profession, I call them the rational middle. Mm -hmm. So everyone's trying to do a good job. Uh, they're busy with family practice. They're trying to help their patients. They're not doing anything nefarious. They're not trying to get away with anything. They're just good people trying to do good work. That's the vast majority of our colleagues. You mentioned the, 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 the fine few, let's think of them as for a moment, that are always on social media making these videos saying, you know, buy my product, do this, do that, get 40 new patients a week, blah, blah, blah. What I've always been so confused about with these people, if they, if they claim to be in practice, if you offer a good service, if you're a caring clinician, if people like you, you need marketing more so early on in your practice. And I yep. think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, but no, it's very as, true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As you've seen in your practice career and I saw in my practice career, eventually advertising is not necessary. Your best advertising is happy patients. And I think when you see the chiropractor down the street, really discounting services, I know that's commonly done in the U S and, and people do it in Canada sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Um, it just kind of lowers the overall value and cultural authority of our profession. Yep. But I always think of those people as, you know, there, was, there, was very, there were very few points in my career where I could have accepted 20 new patients in a week. I've never understood this messaging that they come out with and drive all these new people to your office. Like who has time to do that many initial patient assessments if you have a good practice in the first place. So part of my suspicion is most of these people who spend most of their time doing kind of cheesy, corny uh, social media posts or advertisements or whatever, aren't actually that busy in the first place. Or if you are in a scenario in your practice where you constantly, constantly need a high volume of new patients, that means you don't have happy patients. Because chiropractic by its very nature means that people see us over time. And not that we have to, you know, forcefully recommend that they see us over time. That's not what I'm saying. But the nature of the human body and of spine pain and headaches and shoulder injuries and stuff is that tune-ups are necessary. So if you have a happy group of patients in your practice, you're probably going to get exponentially busier and busier over time just by nature. And those people who you're seeing are going to refer their friends and their family. And then marketing becomes a bit less important. So I think, especially for the young practitioners, I've always seen this, and you probably have too, this kind of intimidation about getting into practice because, you know, do I have to get 40 new patients a week and blah, blah, blah. But you don't. Yeah. You just have to grow your, I mean, I think our profession loses sight sometimes of the road to a successful practice being a slow growth process that's steady and successful instead of, you know, graduating and all of a sudden having 200 patient visits a week or whatever someone thinks a successful mm -hmm. patient visit number is. Yeah. So I think there's a real disconnect there. And, I, and you know, don't always believe the gurus because we're full, you and Bobby and everyone talk about the gurus all the time. And that's, it's a real funny part of our professional culture that, and I think there's a whole lot of 
you know, thinly veiled bullshit there. And you there, know that as well as anybody. No, there is. And in part, part of the problem, kind of what you mentioned with having to really have a ton of new patients is it's a, it's a burn and churn issue, right? Like yeah, yeah. they, they get them in, but they're, they're not happy patients. So they don't refer, they don't come back. They don't reactivate. They don't, you know, they don't come in regularly. And it's like you said, not yeah. about uh, having lifetime care plans and such, but it's just a, the, the trust in, Oh, I've got a shoulder pain. I'm going to come in. Oh, I got an ankle issue. Oh, I got a neck issue. So they're consistently coming in and referring and, and that's a huge problem. Now, mm-hmm. It's been interesting because my I've been practicing for 15 years and my practice just hit 10 years old. And what I've noticed is, uh, yeah, less new patients. I've got out of network with insurances, so that's inherently drove yeah. down a little bit of new patients. But my the quality of the patients have gone up. And then what we do, like what I like to talk to chiropractors about, especially that are in, say, my shoes, established offices, kind of running well and all that is, is you can still do content marketing, but I do a lot of my content marketing to my patient base, right? Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. send out a weekly email with just content, good health education. I try to uh, almost transition my mindset to is I'm going to be an educator and I'm going to educate my patient base. And so uh, that is talking about certain conditions and this and that, whether, whether it's on email or you can run a Facebook post to only your patient base through your email list sees. And so they're, you're constantly educating them. And then when they, you know, something happens, they're going to, they're going to think of you. And it's a, a really good way of educating the patients. And, and I think taking the research, distilling it down and, and providing that to your patient base, not only helps with, you know, awareness and, and all that, but it actually helps with clinical outcomes. Can you, can you speak to the clinical outcomes aspect of that a little bit? Yeah, I think first, you touched on a really important point there, is that uh, chiropractors often think of content generation uh, for a a social media purpose as strictly a marketing tool to get people into their office as new patients. But just like any business, it's always important to take care of your existing customers. And I think what you just said is a brilliant thing or a brilliant way to think about this. Become a resource for people and be a provider of good information. And being current on the evidence is a good way uh, to be able to do that in an effective means. And if you're doing an internal blog for existing patients in your office, that doesn't mean that you can't tweak it slightly and use it for a different purpose from a marketing perspective too for new patients. So I think you know, content is content and you can, you can manipulate it in different ways to use it for different purposes. So I think for an average practitioner who's looking to do a piece of writing or some video content, uh, shoot alternate beginnings and endings and edit the video and, and, you know, use your, use your body of writing in a different way for different purposes, depending on what your target audience is. And I think that's, I just wanted to say that's a really good way to think about that. Definitely. You know, and it kind of goes back to the, uh, we talked a little bit about on the, on the pre-recording was invisible marketing, right? Like people Mm -hmm. don't want to be marketed to, and that's something that I really try to take into consideration with my patient base is like, I don't want them to feel that I'm marketing to them. And it almost wants to come across as invisible and, and their perception of it is, oh, he's just a great resource of information for me. Not, oh, look at that, you know, you know, 20% discount ad or you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so I try to do that. And I think um, it's, it's been effective. You know, it's, it's a sustainable long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in terms of driving 
patient outcomes. Like our best marketing tool is our clinical impact that we have on our patients. And that can be, you know, that ranges all the way from acute pain episode management, which, which everyone sees all the time, all the way up to kind of lifestyle management from not just a treatment perspective, but also, as you said, being a resource for them about exercise or nutrition or ergonomic factors or all the other areas that chiropractors have varying degrees of expertise in and just becoming that resource for them. So, you know, adhering to the evidence and being cognizant of what's happening in research literature as it, when it boils down to what we do with our patients by its very nature should improve patient outcomes. Like we, you know, we're at a point in our profession now where we have some data to go on. And when I first started my company in 2006, I started, that's when I formally started doing a research review every week. Mm -hmm. And I started charging uh, people for it. I had a huge email list of people I was doing it for free for. And I remember the fear of that email list <laughs> like vanishing. <clears throat> and, you know, then they start coming back. And, and then I got, um, you know, the Canadian Chiropractic Association with their almost 9,000 members provides my service for every chiropractor in Canada. Wow. So I started getting bigger you know, the British Chiropractic Association, uh, we have association access in Germany, Holland, uh, and uh, Singapore, and we're working on some others. So getting sort of the big bites that way has been very helpful for my, for my company. But it also, my goal in my career is to help people improve patient outcomes so people have a good view on, uh, of chiropractic and what our cultural authority is and, and how they view us as a profession. Like that's my end game mm -hmm. is to make us as effective as possible. And when I first started back in 2006, what I was going to say is I was worried that I wouldn't have enough papers to do one review per week. <laughs> and now it's like a contest to see which papers get in. Yeah. Like um, I have, you know, I know a lot of these researchers and authors now and I, I get sort of requests like, Hey, do you think you could review this one for us? Because the researchers know that my service is a mechanism to get their work in front of practicing chiropractors. And I think that's, you know, one of the more global challenges from a research perspective is research is totally pointless unless someone consumes it. <laughs> and yeah. I, I think that's something that I'm, that I'm trying to help with and others are too. Like you said, there are other organizations doing great work in this area. And I think that's really awesome to see because in the chiropractic profession 20 years ago, you wouldn't have seen that. Yeah. And we're at a point now where our research capacity is just light years ahead of where it used to be. And, um, but, but that comes with a responsibility to use that research wisely. And the first step there is to be aware of it and to know what it says. Yeah. And, and you do a good job of making something that could be complicated and easy to easily to digest for the, for the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And so um, explain, you know, kind of, you know, wrap it up here a little bit, but explain a little bit of how you do that for the chiropractor when they um, utilize your service and then we'll mm -hmm. give them a nice little gift here, but explain how you do deliver that to them and, and how they can uh, utilize it. Yeah, so we've done uh, since 2006, uh, one or two uh, research reviews per week. Now, the funny thing is I stopped doing two reviews per week because people were feeling guilty that they weren't getting to the second one. Mm -hmm. And it, it also, that highlights the fact that there's, a, there's a, a perfect amount of information that people want to consume. And I think one review per week is, is about where people sit. But for those of you that want to come on at this point, 
there are almost, I think we're going to cross our thousandth review uh, next year. I should actually pay some attention to that and <laughs> have a cake or some candles or something, but we have almost 1000 reviews uh, in our database now, most of which, at least the ones after 2010, at least, are available as audio versions too. So after we get off this call, I'm going to record uh, this week's review and maybe next week's if I'm on a good, on a good run today. Um, but you can listen to these things too. And what we do in the reviews is we take, we review all kinds of different research on all kinds of different topics. We, it's all separated in the database by, by body region, by topic, by injury, and so on and so forth. And you can use the search uh, function there too. But we review everything from uh, case series all the way up to systematic reviews and network meta-analyses. And part of my goal also within the reviews themselves is to help chiropractors understand the benefits and limitations of different types of research depending on the topic at hand. And so that's sort of a secondary goal I have is to make us all a little bit more comfortable with what research can and cannot tell us based on what they're studying and how they study it and so on. But at the same time, I don't wanna bore you with research details because the point of my service is that you as a practicing clinician get to skip the PhD part and get to the clinical meaningful results and how to put it in context with existing, you know, with the existing body of literature in that area with some clinical take home points. So the research reviews, you know, they, they take anywhere from you know, five minutes to 10 minutes to read. The recordings are anywhere from 12 minutes to 20 minutes, depending on how long the, the paper is or what kind of discussion I sort of ramp myself into when I'm recording mm -hmm. it. And the idea there is if you give me 10 to 20 minutes per week and you do that over the course of a year, two years, three years, you are going to have a pretty good idea of what's happening in a variety of different clinical topics in your profession and what the latest and greatest has to say. And I think that's, you know, nobody can read all the papers in the world. My, my computer is stuffed with papers. And I search, uh, I think it's just over 80 journals per month now and pull papers that are going to be important or papers that I can use for a seminar topic or for one of my e-seminars or whatever. So I'm always in a constant flux of moving papers around and seeing where they fit in. In the midst of that, I'm chatting back and forth with my writers and my writers, for the most part, are practicing clinicians who have some sort of research background or practice in some sort of advanced clinical practice setting. Mm -hmm. uh, so they can bring their clinical expertise to the research reviews as well. So there's always a discussion happening about, you know, where this paper fits in. And as the, as the kind of commander in chief of the company, I'm always thinking about, you know, we've published a lot about spine pain recently. Let's go into the shoulder or back into the sports medicine world and that sort of thing. So there's something there for everybody. I'm trying to keep, uh, keep it, keep it light from a science perspective, mm -hmm. but also keep it relevant. We can't just ignore the science. Like as far as I'm aware, every chiropractic program on earth contains a research methods course and it's in there for a reason <laughs> because part of, part of being a healthcare provider is to have at least some baseline level of competency uh, and literacy when looking at scientific literature and I, I would argue that that's one of the first skills to diminish once people graduate and that's something that I'm trying to help with. I love it that's great and what kind of what gift do you have for us? So 
what I thought I'd be, I'd be happy to offer um, the Modern Chiropractic Marketing family, because I love what you're doing, is a 30% discount on any of our subscription plans uh, that range from a monthly plan that goes month by month, all the way up to three years at a time. Um, you can use the code capital M, capital C, capital M30, so MCM30, to save 30% uh, on any of our subscription plans. And that, that very same coupon code will work for any of our online courses or e-seminars, which are now approved for credit in a good chunk of the United States via PACE. And I'm actually working on a deal. Uh, it's not finalized yet, so I won't say with which chiropractic college, but it's a, it's a good evidence-based chiropractic college to push out some of our, our courses in the United States that way too. So um, if any of your listeners have any questions for me, uh, I can be reached by email. There's a contact box on our website. Uh, you can go to rrseducation.com. That's where you'll find our, our subscription service. You'll find our online courses and e-seminars and everything else that we're doing. And my personal email is Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at, at, sorry, <laughs> Sean. At least, you, at least you spelled your name right. I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's S-H-A-W-N uh, at rrseducation.com. Uh, so happy to hear any questions. And, and uh, if you have any inquiries about what we're up to or what we can offer, then uh, get in touch anytime. That was perfect. I really appreciate that. I'm going to uh, take it up on the offer as well. Um, I'm on a big, huge kick for 2021 in having every support system imaginable for my practice, for my doctors that are here. And this is going to be one of them. So I thank you for that. And I know uh, you and I will be talking soon and hopefully seeing each other in person post uh, pandemic. How about that? Yeah, and it's uh, congratulations on what you're doing, and, and I appreciate the invite to be here and, and hope everyone enjoyed our chat. I feel like we could keep going for a while. We didn't go down any bad rabbit holes today. No, no did we, we didn't. No cuss words, <laughs> no rabbit holes. We're going we're gonna to have to do a part two that will involve right. all those, okay? Well, we'll have to do a bourbon follow-up. Ah, I like that idea. I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> all right. Sounds all right. good anytime. Hope to see you in the real world pretty soon. Definitely. Have a good one. All right. Stay safe. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.